Japan bans Thai arrivals over COVID surge. S-33 workers get jab first. US airlines may weigh passengers. And EU agrees to open doors to vaccinated foreigners. I'm Kieran Mack and you're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. Japan bans Thai arrivals over COVID surge. Japan added seven countries, including Thailand, to its entry ban due to the spread of COVID-19, its Ministry of Foreign Affairs said. The announcement went they said the ban would apply from the 21st of May and for the time being. The seven new countries are Cambodia, Sri Lanka, Seychelles, St. Lucia, Thailand, Timor-Leste and Mongolia. They will join 152 territories previously denied entry to Japan. The ban applies to any other nationals whose trip originated from those countries except those who only transited there, or if exceptional circumstances apply, the statement said. The new announcements come as Thailand is currently facing its third wave and worst wave of the coronavirus pandemic. Japan is set to host the Tokyo 2020 Olympics this autumn, and it was postponed last year because of the pandemic. However, protests to cancel the of this event continue to grow. The island country has reported a total of 692,702 coronavirus cases with 11,851 deaths, according to real-time statistics website Worldometers, with 5,229 new cases and a further 227 deaths on Wednesday. Out of the 6,000 or 600,000 cases, uh, 609,086 have recovered. So that's just a quick story about uh, if you're in Thailand right now and you're thinking you're going to Japan anytime soon, well, it won't be. Uh, basically, everybody has been banned that flies from here going there, unless you're obviously in transit uh, on the way to Japan. But it seems like there's very few countries that can actually enter uh, Japan anymore. So uh, just a word of note for people and uh, just a little uh, interesting story of the day. Section 33 workers to get first jab. Employees under Section 33 of the Social Security Act and people living in nine provinces considered important economic areas of the country will be given priority in the vaccination drive against COVID-19, Prime Minister Prayut Chanacha says. General Prayut posted details of the government's vaccination program on his Facebook page, a day after putting the brakes on the walk-in services for COVID-19 vaccination to prevent people flocking to the inoculation sites and becoming upset if they failed to secure a jab. Instead, the Prime Minister wanted a new vaccination format, such as an on-site registration, and on Wednesday proposed this new measure. Previously, government said the elderly and sick would get first priority. It's unclear where they stand under this new policy. General Pryor said Section 33 workers, mainly those who work in offices, are considered an important driving force of the economy, while many now have a high risk of contracting the virus given the nature of their work that involves handling a large number of customers. According to the Labour Ministry, there are about 11 million employees covered by Section 33. The Labour Ministry, the Finance Ministry and other private partners will kickstart the COVID-19 vaccination programme designed specifically for those workers from next month, he said. The PM said that he had emphasised that the vaccination drive should be implemented quickly with the main focus placed on workers in the manufacturing and services sectors. The Social Security Office will coordinate registration for this vaccination programme by asking all companies to submit information about their employees who want to get jabs under this programme.
Next in line will receive the vaccine after this group will be people living in nine economic provinces, he said. However, the Prime Minister did not disclose the names of these provinces. Meanwhile, the Premier's U-turn on a plan to allow walk-in service under the COVID-19 vaccination drives has provoked a furious reaction by a young spokesman of the Bumjai Thai Party, a key coalition partner that proposed the vaccination service option. Proposed by Deputy Prime Minister and Public Health Minister Anutan and discussed during a cabinet meeting last week, the walk-in vaccination plan was suspended by General Priot on Tuesday. This was after Mr. Anutan, leader of the Bumjai Thai and Transport Minister Saksayam, also of the Bumjai Thai, announced on the weekend the walk-in vaccination service would begin to begin on July 1st, with Bangsu Grand Station chosen to be the capital's vaccination hub. Party spokesman took to Facebook to vent his anger over General Priot's decision to suddenly shelve the walk-in vaccination service. Uh, he called the general stubborn, saying he was wondering how on earth the government's target to get 50 million people vaccinated would ever be achieved. If you only stick with the More Prom app, the people will be dying. Will you ever understand this, uncle? He insisted the walk-in vaccination service isn't complicated. Those who have to go home without a jab after vaccine stocks run out at the end of the day can come back again following next, uh, come back the next day, he said. So this goes to the heart of what I'm about to say next. Does Thailand have a vaccine strategy or an actual vaccine plan, whatever way you want to look at it or call it? As far as I'm concerned, it does not have a single plan. It has a new plan every day based on the mood of whoever gets to a reporter to announce it first. There is no strategy, there is no plan. And this is the nonsense now that people in Thailand have to put up with. Uncertainty as to when they're going to get an actual jab. And I'm not talking about foreigners here, I'm just talking about Thai people, anybody. The uncertainty behind it. Now, the rollout of the vaccine is, I've never seen anything like this in my lifetime. Of course, we've never seen a pandemic like this, but I'm talking about I'm just a, absolute chaos in the organization. I mean, if you look at most countries that have started successfully rolling out the vaccine, they've all started off with the most vulnerable in society. They're the people who, if they get COVID first or get COVID, they'll more than likely die from it. So we're talking about elderly, people who are very sick. And this group should include Thais, foreigners, anyone. Who would be in that group? Then, of course, your frontline workers, doctors, nurses, uh, first responders, all these kind of people need to be next in that group. Then you prioritize, prioritize next what the age group is going to be next. So we start at 80 years of age and everybody 80 plus can go and get a vaccin vaccinated, ties and foreigners. Then you do 70s, 60s, 50s, 40s, 30s, 20s, and so on. And you have a strategic plan on how, you, how you're going to get your population vaccinated. And it includes everybody in the country. So a 30-year-old knows that well, I'm going to be a bit down the line before I get mine, but at least I know a 70-year-old man or woman who's a lot older than me and, and more susceptible to, to uh, COVID-19 they're going to be getting the vaccine before me, and that's correct. And that's for everybody. Thai citizens, 
foreign residents, all of those people. And why? Because that's the right way to do it. And what's going on right now is not correct. It's a flip-flop, it's mixed messaging, it's a lack of communication. Nobody knows what is going on. So I leave it at that today and we'll move on to our final story of the day. US Airlines may weigh passengers. If travelers didn't have enough worries on their mind when flying, US aviation authorities were considering a project that will randomly weigh passengers as they wait to check in. As reported by the UK's independent newspaper, passengers could be asked to step on the scales and a move Federal Aviation Authority's update obesity figures that could be relevant to aircraft weight consideration for a safe takeoff. It's common practice for tiny commuter aircraft to routinely weigh passengers at the boarding gate under the scrutiny of the pilot. But for mainstream airline operations, a more complicated calculation takes into account passengers, crew, cargo, fuel and catering services. Apparently, the FAA wants to update its passenger weight data to develop a more accurate average based on the increase in obesity in the United States, blamed mostly on the massive intake of junk food. According to a recent circular advisory from the Federal Aviation Administration, airlines could be asked to start updating average airline passenger weight to account for increases in the average weight of American adults. The weighing of passengers, according to the FAA, would set standard average passenger weights for crew members, baggage and passengers every 36 months, the report in the Air Insight blog stated. But the checks will be random and and voluntary, with the passengers able to refuse the request to step in the scale that would be placed near the check-in counter zone. The FAA advisory on May 9th said passengers had the right to decline and airlines should use their common sense and randomly select, select another passenger. In the meantime, US airlines will calculate takeoff weight based on the average male adult of 190 pounds, 88 kilo, during the summer timetable and 195 pounds, 88.5 kilo in the winter, an increase of 20 and 25 pounds on earlier measures. Female passengers now weigh in at 179 pounds, 81 kilo in the summer, and well, 83.5 kilo in the winter. Seasonal differences take into account the extra weight of clothing. The calculations fell flat in, fall flat in Asia. Surveys conducted by the International Civil Aviation Organization place the average passenger mass is 70 to 80 kilogram, adopted by around 80% of airline worldwide. Average baggage weight spans 10 to 20 kilogram for short-haul domestic and international flights and 25 to 30 kilogram for long-haul international flights. The IATA is one of, in one of its surveys concluded that for statistical purpose, an average mass of 100 kilograms for a passenger plus his check baggage better reflects today's actual values. That's an interesting story. So you could soon be asked to stand on the weighing scales to see how much you weigh before you get onto a plane. Of course, when you actually fly in these small aircraft, as I said, uh, I flew from Galway to the Aran Islands, which is only like a 15 minute flight, but it was on a small Cessna. And uh, everybody had to be weighed before we got on the flight because they had to balance the, the little plane, which was interesting. And I discovered I was a fat ass. EU agrees to open doors to vaccinated foreigners. 
European Union countries agreed on Wednesday to ease COVID-19 travel restrictions on non-EU visitors ahead of the summer tourist season, a move that could open the bloc's door to all Britons and to all vaccinated Americans. Ambassadors from 27 EU countries approved a European Commission proposal from May 3 to loosen the criteria to determine safe countries and to let in fully vaccinated tourists from elsewhere, EU sources said. They are expected to set a new list this week or earlier next week. Based on data from the European Centre for Disease Control and Prevention, Britain and a number of other countries would meet the new criteria. The United States would not, although Americans with proof of vaccination would be welcome. One EU diplomat said cases of the Indian variant in Britain would need to be taken into account, although individual EU countries are already setting their own policies. Portugal lifted a four-month travel ban on British tourists on Monday. Under current restrictions, people from only seven countries, including Australia, Israel, Singapore, can enter the EU on holidays, regarding, regardless of whether they have been vaccinated or not. Also, Thailand is on that list, I believe, as well. Individual countries can and will still be able to choose to demand a negative COVID-19 test or a period of quarantine. The current main criterion is that these there, sh there should be no more than 25 new COVID cases per 100,000 people in the previous 14 days. The trend should be stable or decreasing and there should be a sufficient number of tests which would need to show a minimum percentage of negative tests. Variants of concern can be taken into account. The Commission proposed raising the case rate to 100. The EU ambassadors opted instead for 75. For inoculated people to gain access, they would need to have received an EU-approved vaccine, with those with a World Health Organization emergency listing being considered. These people should have received final doses at least 14 days before travel. Under the plan, EU countries that waive test or quarantine requirements for vaccinated EU tourists are encouraged to do the same for vaccinated non-EU holidaymakers. Children should also be able to travel with vaccinated parents. An emergency break could be used temporarily to stop all but essential travel from a particular country to limit the risk of more infectious coronavirus variants entering the EU. Such a break has been proposed for India. The EU plan covers countries of the border-free Schengen area, including non-EU member Iceland, Liechtenstein, Norway and Switzerland, but for the non-Schengen EU member Ireland. Retake. The EU plan covers countries of the border-free Schengen area, including non-EU members Iceland, Liechtenstein, Norway and Switzerland, but not the non-Schengen EU member Ireland. So, I read another article that the vaccines that would be accepted were AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, Moderna and Sinopharm. I think that was in a New York Times article. So uh, it looks like as long as you're vaccinated with a World Health Organization approved vaccine, you should be able to head to Europe on your holidays with no issues unless you're going to my home country of Ireland and for some reason they're not included, but we'll try to find out more about that myself later on. And uh, yeah, that's it for you. What do you think? Are you going to be going on holidays this year if you're currently abroad in Europe? Are you planning on taking a holiday? Are you planning on coming to Thailand? Like I know some of the subscribers are. Are you thinking to kind of give it a miss this year and maybe take an EU holiday or even a, a holiday in your own country, a staycation? Let me know down in the comments section.
Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and don't forget to leave us a five-star rating. We are available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you tomorrow.